Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. It's hour four of the G-Bag Nation on 105.3 The Fan. Hope you're having a great day. We have been rocking and rolling here on Radio Row, and we still have two hours to go. Uh, our coverage presented by Rally House, your home for officially licensed NFL gear, your city, your house, Rally House, and also Window Nation. Buy two windows, get two free, windownation.com. It's time now for the C-Note, Cowboys News of the Evening, where we recap everything of significance that's been uh, developing with America's team. Um. And the first one uh, is kind of an unsolved mystery. Michael Irvin pulled from the NFL Network's coverage of the Super Bowl. Um, he was, you know, informed by the NFL Network, you won't be doing anything with us this week. And then uh, he was still going to do some ESPN stuff, but I guess then the Super Bowl was like, no, you can't be here anymore. So uh, he had to go back to, to Dallas or he had to leave. You know, you don't got to go home, but you got to get out of here type of deal. Uh, incident at a hotel lobby. And this one is weird. You know, Michael Irvin has had incidents with women in the past. I don't, I, I, I just can't see anything, at least until we get some more uh, eyewitness accounts or accuser testimony. I have no idea how, how anything could have elevated to the level of being sent home from your job based on what I'm reading in the newspaper. You don't want a victim blame or anything like that, but I'm like, are you serious? How did how did Michael Irvin get home? He says, I don't really recall the conversation. To tell you the truth, we were out drinking. It was a friendly conversation. What's up? I don't even know. I'm totally perplexed, he told the morning news. Glendale police spokesperson and officials from other police agencies said Tuesday they have no knowledge of any incident involving him. There was no law broken. Um, Irvin said there was absolutely no sexual wrongdoing. Uh, what law did I break, said Mike? There was definitely nothing physical. That's honestly all that happened. Nobody was in my room. It was a 45-second conversation in the lobby, a handshake, and we left. I don't know. I don't know what this is, and it's running me crazy. Um, and he was confused this morning with uh, Sean and RJ. He had a, uh, a radio appearance booked with Sean and RJ. So I hope, you know, every time Michael Irvin has been accused of something, it has come out that it, nothing happened you know all the way back to when he was as a player and he he told the media when i prove my innocence on this i want you to report it just as loud as you've been reporting the allegations (laughs) so i i don't know i i know a lot of people here though are curious to get more information and they've been talking with their sources and we shall let this thing uh play out but you know, hopefully Michael Irvin's going to be okay to resume his career, Brian. What, what can you tell us about yeah, this? Yeah, just talking to some people here. That's the great thing about being with a bunch of media people around here. You can kind of figure some things out. Keep an eye on this uh, story. With Michael, it's, you know, could this be a situation where maybe trying to get money, trying to extort 
Uh, you know, I'm, again, I'm just saying this are things that people are talking about. I'm not saying that myself here. I'm just we're in the media center here at the Super Bowl, and people are kind of talking about could this be a thing for a, a money grab uh, a situation? Could Michael have been put in a, a bad situation, uh, you, know, uh, you know, and now he's, you know, having to pay the price for it with a, a week suspension here from the Super Bowl. But uh, this is something that he did, we all need to kind of keep an eye on and kind of see how the facts play out. Yeah, I think that's fair. You know, right now uh, it's, it's tough, and you just hope everything is okay for one of our favorite guests and, and one of your favorite players. Okay, uh, John Mashota in The Athletic. I want your guys' thoughts on this. Headline, Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott, he has to be better for Dallas to get over the playoff hump. And I'm looking at this headline, and then I read the story today in The Athletic, and it's basically – Stephen and Jerry, quote, saying Dak is going to have to be better. Huh. You know, he's our Troy Aikman. He, he's, you know, and they're putting it all on him. I, I think they're setting him up to take the fall with this line of talking. It's he's, reactionary. It's reactionary for one game. It's a one-game thing where you're looking at he needed to be better against San Francisco, and he did. But I don't know, like, Dak needs to be better. It's just not your answer as to getting over the hump. It's not. Well, and, and if he's your Troy Aikman, then why aren't you giving him a Hall of Fame receiver, Hall of Fame running back, best offensive line in the sport, really good defense? Like, it's not like Troy Aikman was saying, all right, guys, let me put the team on my back and let me go pat Mahomes this thing to Super Bowl championships. You had the most badass roster. And a number one defense that nobody ever talks about. Yeah, you had talent across the board. So, like, that, that should be – they should be – they should not be last to the party on this. You've seen how when you won championships, yes, you had a really, really, really good quarterback, uh, and you had a really damn good roster too. If if they if we get to the draft here in a couple of months, and they pick a quarterback, say in the third round, is that enough to send the notice that hmm maybe this discussion we all had at the Super Bowl is he's got to play better, and we're looking at other options. Yeah, I, I think it'll be it'll be a little bit eye opening, but I do want to know what will they have done with this contract to that point? Did they extend him? Yeah. You know, because if they extend him, then it's all kind of a moot point. But I think that means that that would mean a little bit more. But you saw, I mean, you saw that's what the Eagles did. Hey, we got Carson Wentz. They draft him in the second round, and it's like, ah, yeah, he's going to play. We're going to we're going to figure this thing out. And then it's second like, no. overall pick. Not the well, second they, round. They took Jalen, Jalen Hurts in the oh, second I'm, round. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I, I, I wish I would have blank. Yeah, there. okay. I'm yeah, and then, and, then uh, and it wasn't immediately like, okay, Jalen Hurts is about to take over for Carson Wentz, but that ended up being the case. Yeah, it, it's just one of those things where I don't know. The things that they've said this offseason I don't love. Jerry's talking about the Eagles' baskets empty. I think Sal Palantonio put it perfectly yesterday when he was on with KNC. They don't know what the hell is going on. Eagles basket's not empty. It's very, very full. They've got 11 picks uh, in, in the first two days of the draft coming up here. Like, the Eagles are set up for success, and they're about to go and probably kick your ass here for the next few years if you don't change how you're doing things. If they draft well, if they hit on quite a few of those picks, it could be a nightmare scenario. I just find it interesting where you're looking at this football team and, and, and looking for where it's going to take its next steps, and the answer has to be to look inward. 
and say, what can we do to help Dak Prescott, you know, and this offense and everybody involved, you know, uh, get, get to that next level. So that's disappointing to hear the Joneses talk like this. Um, and if that is the case, guys, I'm going to tell you right now, you ain't going to get me believing next year. Same. Last two years, I, I, I've, around midseason, I've been like, man, you know what? I can actually see this team in the Super Bowl. Um, and around midseason, both times they were playing excellent. I, I don't know. I guess if you can if you can establish next year a running game that is unstoppable, and you're going up against top five defenses and still getting four and a half yards per attempt, I guess maybe. But that would mean that you had done some significant things to upgrade the roster other than just Dak playing better. Dak's not going to play any better. You you can call plays slightly better to get that ball out, but we're pretty much he's already overachieved to a high degree, hasn't he, Brian? Yeah, I, I, I re- yeah. From where he came from to where he is now, absolutely. I I feel like though I hate that when front office general manager and Jerry's the owner general manager. I hate that when the, you get the line. He just needs to play better. You know, yeah. I, I hate that. You know, specific reasons. Well, hey, we need to. We need to do this. Dak needs to do this. This kind of, you know, if you bullet point this thing other than just say, ah, he just needs to play better. Yeah. Hell, we all, you know, we all need to do things better. But, you know, if you specifically have a plan, maybe their idea is not to tell us what their plan is for Dak. But I, I, I hate that when they just say, oh, you need to play better. Yeah, like the, 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 the follow-up to that is, okay, how do you plan, like what's your plan to help them do that? Yeah. Because it is your job. Is it, are you planning on putting See, more talent around him? Yeah. Or are you changing up? Are you going to get go. a Kyle Shanahan scheme? There you go. Or are you just going to pray to the gods that he just plays better? How no. is that, that going to play better? That's well, what I, What are you going to do to help him play better? See, that's where, is, that's where if I was the general manager, that's what I would lay out. Like, I would take the blame yeah. for, for, like, listen, I've got to help Dak. And this is how I'm going to help Dak, yeah. you know? And then that way, if you do all those things and it still doesn't work, then you know. Now you know. But they yeah. think they did, right? You asked Stephen Jones directly going into that playoff game. Do you think you've done enough to give this coaching staff the chance to go and win a Super Bowl and to make it to the NFC Championship game? Stephen Jones said, yes, I believe I have. So they think they did. Well, you lost to Mr. Irrelevant. You know, so you can say we have a quarterback that we believe in and we want him to play better, but you lost to a much worse quarterback and a quarterback who was able to, you know, play without any pressure on him because of how good the team was around him, you know. So, and if you believe that it's just the quarterback, you need to move on from said quarterback. Well, the quarterback is the easiest thing, it's the low hanging fruit. (laughs) You know, it's like, it's not like, it's not like like anybody's going to come out and say, you know, Brett Maher at the end really was not very good, and that cost us game. You know, yeah, that's a great point though, Wolchuk. If you're saying we need Dak to win a Super Bowl, and you're not even getting past the divisional round, and it's looking bad mm-hmm. in these games where you can't move the football, uh, you know, maybe maybe that's the clarity that they might be hinting towards. Just, okay, what, what ticks me off about the what they talk here and the, the fluff they throw out in the off season. They talk out both sides of their mouths. Yeah. We love Dak. Dak's our guy. We're going to extend him. He's our franchise, right? We want him to be our dude for the next 10 years. Well, Dak needs to play better. Yeah. Well, so he wasn't good enough. Yeah. So why are you looking to extend him? Why are you looking for him to be the guy? Do you not believe he's the guy? It doesn't always add up. That's fire right there from Zach Wolchuk. It is the G-Bag Nation. The truckwreck.com fan text is open. You guys hate holding number four accountable? Uh, about time. <laughs> um, 
No, I don't. I I think we we like holding everybody accountable, including the front office. Yeah. And it should be obvious seven years in how good he is. You're at thirty years old. You don't get better. You start getting worse right now at quarterback. So if this wasn't good enough, then yeah. Uh, okay, uh, they didn't do nearly enough, says the 901. You had one legit wide receiver, an over-the-hill running back, and a so-so O-line, especially after well, Tony Pollard went out. That was tough. Yeah, it was tough, but we had Mike Lombardi on earlier today. I mean, he was adamant about getting Pollard done. He was. I mean, it, 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 there was no hesitation. Went, well, you know, I really like Zeke and all. You know, he... He's like, listen, you move on from one and you sign the other. He really got my attention, Chief. I was wondering, thanks for bringing that up, because when we had Mike Lombardi on, he said, you know, Tony Pollard's a weapon. Yeah. I, I get not paying a running back, but this guy is a weapon. And You pay weapons. Yeah, and you pay weapons. And I mm-hmm. thought, I, okay, uh, he's, he still is a running back. But that gets your attention when somebody like Mike Lombardi, granted a crusty himself, he is a crusty. that strong with no, the Chief. What do you crusty. think about that? Yeah, yeah no, and, and I, I certainly get what he's saying, and, and I like the, the general premise of his idea. Hey, that's why I kept asking, uh, like about B. John Robinson brought us, like, is he Debo Samuel? Are we talking about a running back, or are we talking about something that is special and with the right uh, offensive mind who is dictating things and creating the offense? Are, are they going to put him in the in places to succeed? And and Lombardi laid it out very nicely with the versatility of the Niners' offense. And when you have guys like that, then you're you're much more interested in doing it. But with Pollard, he's now coming off the injury. And do do you have confidence they're going to use him as a weapon? I mean, you know he yeah. has that in him, but well, do you they, have the confidence they're using him that he was way? He a four-year player, and would they use him the last year? I think going West Coast, they could make him even more dynamic. Could be. Yeah. Could be. I wish they'd come Roger up with Craig coming, style. Yeah, screen packages yeah. and stuff like that. They have not hit on any of those things. Anymore. Well, let me ask you this question about the quarterback then. Blog and the boys did three quarterbacks the Cowboys could take on day three. Max Duggan is on this list. Okay, do you think Max Duggan could come in here and have success, the, the TCU product? Heck, if Mr. Irrelevant did, it's definitely possible. The other two are guys that I hadn't heard of. Shepherd University's Tyson Bagent. Uh, I don't yeah. know if you guys have looked at him yet. And then uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson out of UCLA, six foot one, two oh five. I think what you're seeing in the NFL right now is it's more possible than ever to step in with an incomplete skill set with no experience and find ways to have success. So I'd be very open-minded to it. The one thing I want the Cowboys to do is if you do find one who can play, you got to get off Dak's contract as soon as possible and bite a huge salary cap bullet. The reason the Cowboys couldn't maximize the Dak opportunity when he was coming in on his rookie deal was you had so much dead money on Tony Romo, and you spread the hit out over two off seasons because it costs so much. So if, if you do find a quarterback and you're in camp and you're like, oh, my goodness, I think we got something, for me, I would be saying let's go for it right now. You know, this is this is how we can get this thing done and, and free up $35 million to pay other players. And that's exactly what the Eagles did with Jalen Hurts and Carson Wentz. Okay, yeah. we realize Hurts is going to be our guy. We're going to move off of Wentz. And they were able to do it in a way that swindled the Colts, and they reaped a bunch of first-round picks, and that helped them a ton. But they bit the bullet in a big chunk, and so it wasn't like we're going to spread this out over a few years. And then they bounced back from it greatly. I will say, 
it is maybe easier than ever to step in with a limited skill set as a passer if you can overcompensate with your rushing ability. But also, what do you see with Purdy? What do you see with Jalen Hurts? Well, one, Jalen Hurts, it took him a little bit of time. It wasn't like he stepped in as a rookie and was like, oh, my gosh, this dude is going to do something here. It took a couple of years. Then, okay, you make the playoffs. Now you're in the Super Bowl after revamping the roster in a monster way. But also... The, the Niners, they have a great roster, and they have a great play caller. So it's not just Brock Purdy stepping in to no man's land, and wow, he can just he can find lightning in a bottle. He's yeah. got maybe the best roster in the sport, he's got maybe the best offensive mind in the sport, and he's got the best defense in the sport. Okay, he can go drive the bus for a little while, for sure. Yeah, yeah, it takes that. So it yeah. takes that. Yeah. Yeah, if you have a good enough team, and I would definitely want to invest more heavily in the offensive line if we're talking about a rookie coming in. But oh, yeah. I think the framework is there that a third, a, a, a day three pick, as long as he can use his legs and be accurate, Brian, could have success. What do you think? Yeah, I, you know, when you start to talk about, I know if you're going to go early here, and then when you start to talk about, because you're not going to get the Will Levises and guys like that, Anthony Richardson a possibility from Florida? I bet and, he goes first round. I think Anthony Richardson's going to end up being a big riser in this thing. Okay. Just from some stuff I've read. And then, and then Hendon Hooker. Hendon Hooker's See, a guy Hendon that Hooker, I like. Hendon Hooker, if you're going to do this early enough, like, second, third round kind of situation, I think Hendon Hooker's your guy that you would – see, Max Dugan and those guys, to me, are like what Gavin's talking yeah. about. That day three, you know, that, that you're kind of taking a shot. You know, you mentioned the kid from Shepard. He's six three. He's two hundred nineteen pounds. There was a chance. There was a shot that he he's from that area, and there was a shot that he was going to go and transfer. And he's like, "No, nah, I'm I'm going to come back and play." So it's one of those kind of feel good stories. But I know watching Dorian Thompson Robinson from UCLA. That is a run around and sling it yeah. guy. I mean, he played a lot of games at UCLA. Came back, fifth year senior, all that stuff like that. And he was one of those guys that you kind of saw, oh, it's kind of what we're playing with now in the national football. The, the read option, yeah. ability to run, scramble, launch it. Also, and you mentioned this about Purdy, a program changer type of guy, yeah. where they won with Brock Purdy at Iowa State. Right. He took that program to places they hadn't been. UCLA was a bottom-feeding program. Thompson Robinson put them back into contention. They were ranked in the top 25 this year. Yep. They were in big games. That That's a player that's interesting right there. Situation yeah, matters. There's a there's the Burroughs that can, okay, you can step into Cincinnati, perpetual disaster. You you are the difference maker there. That's one in a million. What is, we always talk about with these quarterbacks. What, what was the situation? What was the fit that you got to go into? Purdy is not having the season with any other team. Jalen Hurts is not having the success without all this amazing roster. So to me, it's like, yeah, who's the quarterback you drafted? But where did he go? How much help did they give him? Purdy got a ton of help. Hurts is getting a ton of help. Yeah, let's get our guy help or get a new guy that we can afford to give more help to. One of those two things, please, Cowboys. Just not pretending like Dak's a Hall of Famer, but you also need him to play better. That was a great point, Wooly Bully. And and even, even Dak, his rookie year, yeah. he stepped in. Why yeah. was he good? Amazing. Was he because he's amazing? Yeah, no, he's the best he the, offensive line in the game. Yes, I mean that that helps things. I don't know if he's looked as good since then, uh, other than a couple of uh, short stretches. Okay, uh, it's time to hit the expressway. There's news that one of Brian Broaddus's favorite sports events of the year could be on the way out. We'll get you that and more. Bobby Belt's coming up in about 15 minutes. LA Live at 5:40 here in the G Bag Nation. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them 
on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back. It is the G-Bag Nation here on your home of the Cowboys 105.3. The fan is time to hit the expressway. 35 minutes of uninterrupted sports content here. Bob Belt's coming up in about five minutes. The Beef. And L.A. Live, Lucius Alexander coming at about 545-45. Mavs and Clippers tonight. It's not 100% that Kyrie Irving is going to play. Okay? Uh, so so that's something to consider. You know, don't be surprised. They're, yeah. they're not actually sure. Right, Brian? Yeah. The, the word I got from the arena, well, from the, the team was uh, they would think so that he would play. Okay. Just would think so. But they're not at the arena yet. So okay. we'll uh, keep an keep an eye on that one. I thought your butt was going to be, but it's Kyrie, so you just never really know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't think that's it. But you know I, what? Yeah. I don't think they're assuming anything. And and well, that's why I asked. And they're, it's funny. They're, they're trying to accommodate yeah, him yeah. in every way possible. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. I'll bro. tell you what. If he helps them win games, I will drive him personally every to every game. You and me both. Segments I mean, brought to you by the Frankels. If you are hurt in an accident and it's not your fault, call the Frankels, 214-333-3333. Go to truckwreck.com. I actually have some Markeith Morris on Kyrie Irving and his thoughts and why he wanted to be traded from the Nets as well. Ooh. Okay, so we're going to get that content in here before we get to Bobby Belt. But I, I tease something, Brian. The NFLPA Executive Director Demora Smith wants to get rid of the combine. No. Uh, yes, he, he he shared his desire to abolish the combine and what? instead establish regional pro days, potentially put on by the PA. The response came after he was asked by NFL Executive VP of Football Operations Troy Vincent, mm. uh, and he com- uh, compared the uh, compared it to a slave auction during league meetings oh, in December. Yeah. Quote, think okay. about it. The NCAA and the NFL structure a combine during what should be every football player's what? Last semester in college, who decided that it was a good idea to take your son and have him exclusively trapped for the NFL's exclusive way of getting into the league? For the most part, unless you're a free agent player, you have to be invited to the combine. So looks like they want to take control of that evaluation process back a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that's I can understand why, you know, the people have the problems with it and stuff like that. I, I just know a lot of these guys or a lot of these kids, by the time the combine's been moved back now to the end of February. So you've had these kids that have gone through already getting like maybe they dropped out of school already, maybe they've graduated. 
but they've now gone to Bobby. When we bring Bobby on, he could talk about all the various workout groups that these kids go to. They come and live in Dallas. I mean, they have a, quite a big group in Dallas. So a lot of these kids are not even in school anymore. They've yeah. either, they're, they're done. They've either graduated, they've dropped out, and they're going to go back, that kind of thing. But, man, to me personally, the, the combine has always been about the medical stuff. You know, we would have never known about, you know, about Clark, you know, the LSU linebacker, if he didn't go to the combine. Couldn't you do that at a regional event that maybe they're organizing and yeah, they can I, take care of their see, comfort a see, little bit more? See, that's the that's standing the, around in your underwear. No, but that, yeah. that's it's never easy. That that part yeah. of it because we've always looked at the physical measurements because we that's you know before there was before there was all this metric stuff there was height weight speed. Yeah, you know, and that's that was our way of doing height weight and speed. Is it? archaic right now uh, people say because but some of these teams are really they're they're very number dependent mm. yeah. you know with like when the, with height weight speed so how you go about doing that uh probably a better way of doing it yeah. okay all righty how do you feel about your new location reporters asked markeith morris today i feel great i've always been a fan of the mavericks and mark cuban i'm a big cowboys fan so that's a plus. All right. Uh, Shoot Jebel. Coming yeah. from my heart. That's we go. I can I can get over your brother being a douche. That's Markeith, who could barely play on other teams recently, but he might be the Mavs' best big man until uh, Kleba gets back. <laughs> so toughness there, huh? Uh, He'll what, bring that. What do you think Kyrie Irving brings to the team? He brings everything you'll see tonight and the rest of the season and hopefully throughout <laughs> the future when he's here. Does he have a British accent? Tonight. No, that's my Bernie Mac. Oh, That's okay. how he would say, tonight, on okay. his uh, sitcom. Okay. Uh, but it's exciting. I was able to see it up close this year. Put it like this, there's nothing like seeing it up close than it is on TV. And he's right about that. You know, you, you get to uh, watch some of these guys put yeah. on a show. I saw Luca's best dunk of the year when they played the Trailblazers from about the third row. And, yeah, yeah. you're down low. The, the, it, it it's is. impressive how those yeah. athletes are. But, I, you know, I, I think that, well, Ian Engel was talking about it, too, you know, about with Kyrie and what he can do. And, oh, oh you're yeah. going to see some incredible. You see Luke every night. Wait till you see this guy play. You know? Yeah, it's it's smoother and more skilled. Luke is, is highly skilled, but he's all, and he's smooth, but he's powerful more than, than the quickness. What did you really want to say? You were kind of uh, going a route, but then you realized that you needed to say something about skilled and powerful. You were well, going to say kind of yeah. doughy and clumsy and. But it gets its effective kind of a thing. Yeah. You were thinking about something, and then you pivoted mid mind. Yeah, I think Doey was the word. Well, <laughs> Eric perked right up yeah. when he heard Doey. He's no, he's no longer Fupa Doncic. Uh, no, that's right. No, he's he's not in, in great shape, or yeah. you know, really, it's just the. But you caught yourself. He's got reason next level for the push. Yeah. Uh, you know, hey, how did you react when you heard he was asking for a trade, Markeith? You want my honest answer? I was just hoping that I was getting traded with him. <laughs> that's how I felt. Okay, so Kick this, player. this goes to the Kyrie was legit disrespected. We want that story to gain credibility, right? Yeah. So it's not Kyrie making up stuff about being disrespected. Markeith's got his back. Why is that? Great follow-up question from the reporter. Just wanted somewhere I could have an opportunity to play. I didn't really play at all this year being in Brooklyn. There was just a lot going on. I just want to play basketball, so that's how I feel. I was hoping I was going to be traded. It seemed like on the outside things had stabilized and the Durfing was happier here. Was there some stuff behind the scenes? Not really. Like I said, I was just there to play ball. He was having a great season. That's what I was seeing. I didn't know that he was going to ask for a trade. It came out of nowhere, but that's just something he had to do. He had to handle his business, and I was behind him 100%. And how do you see working out with Luke and Kyrie? 
it's going to work how it worked in Brooklyn. The same way he played with KD, it's going to be the same. He would damn near scratch out 60 points a game between those two. It's exciting, and there's definitely enough basketballs to go around for two. As Bobby Belt joins you now here on 105.3 The Fan, our Cowboys insider here in the G-Bag Nation. Joins you every afternoon at 5.30. Bob, how the heck are you? Wonderful. Never better. Alive. Feeling great. <laughs> Rejuvenated. How was that yep. rally nap you took after the show today? Oh, my gosh. My rally nap uh, brought to you by Rally House. It was uh, oh, it was fantastic. Uh, honestly, like I normally can't nap after the show. I went home or home. I went to the hotel. I slept for two hours. And so that was a nice recharge. Uh, honestly, it was uh, it was the the 7.15 Dallas time break where finally got the last little bit out this morning. Oh, uh, I didn't know if you – did you take a nap with the trash can next to the bed? No, 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 no. At seven, after 7.15, I was clear. I felt good. Oh. And so I think I had just emptied like everything. Like you were ready to drink more? That. No, not quite <laughs> that, but I was actually like I, – I was I, – I felt better. I was no longer – because it was this back and forth of like – getting sick and coming back and feeling good for five minutes and then starting to feel dizzy again and like oh my gosh i feel you're terrible. losing weight bro and drinking alcohol well i mean that's not going to happen anymore i'm i'm you're calling i i'm 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 gonna i'm, to I'm, I'm, I'm no, gonna join go. dawson with the na's now <laughs> i thought he was gonna this say was he's done awful. losing weight <laughs> that, 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 that was awful last night was bad this morning was i felt awful that's like uh when i first got here and i went out with greg henson and he would just be like i don't know where shots shots <laughs> and i i had to go hair the dog a couple of times do an afternoon <sighs> drive like three o'clock the next afternoon i'd still be feeling it so to wake up and to attempt to soldier through it that was very brave see uh, i tried i see i thought i thought i was being a trooper and and sean was just like nope you're being weak like I think this is I think I'm giving a valiant Jordan flu game effort only without the 45 points. It's Man, more like putting up nine on you know <laughs> three of 15 shooting. But I'm here. The 6-8-2, <laughs> the THJ game. The 682 yeah. wants to know why you're not able to conduct a professional interview. What do you mean? Uh, I, I guess what do you mean by that? I thought Sean you were I thought you were setting up Dan pretty good. I thought you, that was jab, jab. You had him on the ropes with the Brock Purdy note. Yes. Uh-huh. That if you're going just by the numbers coming into the playoffs, you should have Brock Purdy number one. That That's where he came against the ropes. And when he bounced off the ropes, you weren't there to knock him out, Bobby. It's, what happened? It's because I got this. He was throwing up. I got oh, this. Got the, I got this rap? from Sean. We were, we were at like 56. So I got the like, hey, we got to go. And so like I just, oh. once we got that, I literally did this. Took Turn. the headphones off. Yeah. I flipped off the mic, took the headphones off, shut down the Zoom. You should have flipped off Sean. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what you should, you should say. I, I, this is my interview now, baby. No, yeah. no. I mean, like, I, it's it's not really on shot. Like, it was it was 57. We were running yeah. really late or whatever. And he so had places to be. I knew we had to. But he I had mean, lies to tell. <laughs> exactly. We, I, once he said that, I, I was going to hit him with the – because basically what he came down to is – and this is what I was going to say to him is he goes – well, well, I'm just if you're talking about measures, I'm going by like watching. I was like, all right, if 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 we have no like tangible like evidence or things we can discuss and point to and say, well, this is the output, and you're just going to tell me, well, this is what I saw. All right, well, I can't argue with what you saw. Like, I'm not going to argue off of like, well, you're wrong. Like, yeah. he's he's not going to listen to that, and that's why it's like unassailable like logic or whatever. Where he goes, where he says, I can just uh, this is what I saw, and and you seeing it differently means you saw it the wrong way. And then even though yeah. I have evidence to back up mine that matches what I say I'm seeing, you just discount it and go, that's not the case. But I that, think you should have lied back and said, I did watch all the plays, Dan. That, I have film at home. I watched every Holden play. McCarthy, too. right? Yeah, just and, go ahead and lie. And look, yeah. I, I told. Uh, it's funny when he came up here. I was talking to Sean about it afterwards. He was. 
there were three, like two or three instances in the first five minutes where Sean was laying out like the timeline, and he said, you said this, and Dan, no, I didn't. Well, you did. I mean, okay, if you're going to say, no, I didn't, because I, then if you try to argue with him about that point, he's like, I don't, I don't disagree with yeah. that point because I never said it. It's like, yes, you did. And so that's, and that's why what, all I wanted to say to him, I didn't even necessarily want to debate him. I just want to say, you're a liar. Do you have to, like, shower after every segment from your lies or uh, just to, to sleep at night? He's, just, he's the worst. He is the worst, but I had, to, I, had to, I had to keep it in check. Well, it was very entertaining. As uh, as I was preparing for the show and, and and frantically trying to, you know, make sure I was getting everything in. Now, what's going on with the Cowboys here? Is there anything developing on Super Bowl week, or do we expect it to be quiet for the no, next five I, six days? I, I, I think we're we're pretty quiet right now. Um, you know, this is uh, although we've we, you know we've talked about the upstaging the the championship game, and they no, they didn't care about that. They, they, care. Would, they would write I'm not, it. I am not saying that anymore. <laughs> they, they they at least they they at least were, didn't want to upstage the NFC championship game they let the nfc championship game go and then they announced it but you know i, I don't i they think always that, do that yes i think right now they're probably in uh you know the the beginnings the beginnings of evaluation period and trying to figure out what it is that they want to do with certain guys and uh so i mean i'm sure we'll start hearing more development i don't even know about next week maybe two weeks uh after the super bowl we'll start hearing you'll start well, hearing they gotta some get stuff re- they gotta out. get ready for the combine and, that, and that's that's what they're doing. Their their battle plan gets them to the end of the month, so they'll have meetings yeah. and move tags because they're going to park that bus right next to the Marriott, mm. and people are going to come and they're going to. That's what going to do their business out of that bus. They haven't had any personnel meetings yet. No, and they and that's the thing. There is a lot of times you'll ask agents or you'll talk to people at the team or whatever around this time and say. Hey, uh, what what do you what do you know about this or blah blah blah? And the word you get back is won't know till Indy. Like, yeah. Wanna, wanna, I remember I I was I was trying to run down information. I, th- I think when I was doing hits with you guys, we were trying to run down information about Amari, about D Law's uh, contract situation, about you know Malik Hooker as a free agent. Was he one of the ones they're thinking about bringing back? And universally, when you talk about it, it's like genuinely have no idea where they stand until we sit down and talk about it. Yeah. And so I think they're probably making some of their own. The decisions they can really think about and make up their minds on stuff related to the cap and some of these contracts, they're probably getting an idea of that. But in terms of some of the others about do we want to bring this guy back, can we come to an agreement with Zeke, do we want to try anything with Tyron, like I think those sorts of things you'll know more about first week of March probably. When Steven and Jerry are saying, well, Dak just needs to be better, right, does that mm-hmm. mean we're set up for a big bag of nothing in free agency again? Um... Yes, Bob. Yes. I, yeah, yeah, it does because I, I or I'll say this. No matter what they say, no matter what they intimate, because I know Chill came on here and told you guys a couple weeks ago, like, hey, Jerry sounds like he's he's more willing to to dive in and and do some of this. I, I'll believe it when I see it, like, like because it's just it's it's too consistently been a their their mo over the last ten years that this is how they treat free agency. They're not going to go out there and make a bunch of deals. They're not going to sign a bunch of outside free agents and. They, they really honestly need to reconsider because you look at other Super Bowl winners, even if it's just one guy or if it's a collection of, like, mid-level guys, just about every Super Bowl team spends more money on outside free agents every offseason than the Cowboys when are we When are we going to stop even talking about signing free agents? Are we, um, are we getting close to that yet? I mean, I think we're here now, right? Like, I think we've been here where we just say they're not going to do it, and if they do it, then we'll see but, it. But, I mean, it's rust. like every year it's like they'll, they'll sign their own. That's kind of what they want to do. They want to sign their own, and they look at that as free agency. 
Yeah, and the one time they kind of dipped uh, their toe in the water was 2020, where they spent, uh, I think it was $30 million on outside free agents and guarantees. And by mid-October, or by the bye week, I think, of that year, they had cut $23 million of that 30 they had added. Oh. They had already moved on from four of the guys. Nick Eatman saying hi to you, Brian, as he uh, walks there from DallasCowboys.com. Stay hi, Nick. Sir. <laughs> why, 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 Bobby, you know, drinking is a marathon. It's not a sprint. Why do you try to drink all no, of no, your no, nightly no. alcohol in 30 minutes? I'm the Usain Bolt of drinking, guys. Uh, this is, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not the, uh, this isn't the Boston Marathon. I got it. The, the problem was, I heard Sean mention it. I, I was trying, I thought if I cut myself off at 830, yeah. hang out for another hour and a half, get five and a half hours sleep. That's like, I mean, almost like for eight hours from the last drink till then. I just, what I messed up was the first vodka soda they poured looked like a half an ounce of vodka they put in it. I was like, all right, the next one, same thing. And so then I was like, okay, uh, I guess I'm just going to have to drink a few of these. And then by that point, I think it was a, a delayed late. hit where then I was like, uh-oh, had too many. And now, so, is the lovely Mrs. Belt okay with your behavior so far? Yeah, have you recovered God, no. Seriously, Bobby, have you not? God, no. Have you I've recovered? got three phone calls. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I, like, I, hey. and she's, she's totally right. I need to pull back, and I need to not tip $200. Yeah, I was going to ask bar. you, when do you tip 80% of the tab? Oh, dude. I, like, I mean, I just, in general, like my, base, my baseline is 30% on tips. And then if you're better than that, I'll go higher. But, like, I mean, generally, like, it's just a baseline if your average service order. But at that kind of thing, I'm like, I don't know. I just, I only had 20s. I didn't want to, I know Sean said, like, here's two $1 bills. I was like, I want to tip, like, when I get a drink, I want to tip, like, minimum five. But I also thought, I'm going to be drinking a lot, so I will tip 20 this one time at this bar because I'm going to come back and get drinks from them. Over here at this other one, I'm going to tip 20 because I'm going to come back and get drinks from them. And then at that point, I was just, I was too inebriated to (laughs) stop giving it away. I gave Cheech $20 (laughs) uh, because he was going to grab my drink for me. I was like, all right, here's your tip. And so then... (laughs) Did well, you, were you, were you disappointed, were you disappointed they, they weren't set up for just shots for you? I was very disappointed. That was my biggest complaint about uh, Sandler's Top Golf thing, too. They did the same thing. They were no like, shots. I was like, can I get a my shot? Man, They're my like, man, no, we're doing, it, we're doing it for kids, and I, Belt's over here but, like, oh, my God. I did, I did, I did, you got ridiculous. the jack. No, I did, I did the $20 tip to one of those guys, and I came back to his bar, and I said, vodka soda, and I was like, uh, you know, hold the soda, and I was just joking, and he poured vodka, and then he took the soda and went, and just splashed like a drop in there and hand it to us. Like, all right, see, there's where that 20 bucks comes back for me. Well, if it was the Boy Scouts, you would have got your uh, your drinking badge last yeah. night. Thank you. Pretty good drinker. Thank you. It's, it's over. Belt. It's over. It's and all a hell of a Cowboys insider. It's great <laughs> to see the national media like, oh, no way. It's Bobby Belt. Oh, there's Broadus. Oh, it's yeah, the Love dude. of the Star podcast, guys. No way. Thank you so much for telling us about the team. Yeah, it's, it was cool. It was cool yeah. to see Will Brinson. Chris Hassel still update has not followed me back on Twitter. I'm, I'm hurt. That's I'm right. I didn't, I didn't get the Brinson follow back, so it's oh, all right. Dude. I did. I got right. one. Wait, no, you, you got you one? You go bleep yourself. I got oh, one, yeah, today. Yeah. No, yeah, it's, it, it was cool to, to run into those guys and uh, enjoyed it. It was, it was a fun time. Okay, see you in about a couple hours then. Are you going to dinner with us? Yes, I am going to dinner okay. and hopefully Kyrie plays. Okay, Are now you gonna we're going to get there no, about We're going to get there 20 minutes after you. Will you be .18? I, I will not have <laughs> any drinks at all. <laughs> until I'm, we get there. I, no, I just told you, I'm NAing with Dawson until so the, nice. for the foreseeable future. I'll show you the way. Okay, see, that's the way to, to make me double down. All right, I'm NAing until training camp. Okay. All right. I, I, I doubt it. No. No, uh, look, no, handshake Bobby. on the fan cam. Bobby, no. Don't drink. No. No. NA until training camp. Wow. This is what I'm doing. I'm doubling I'll, down. I'll be shocked. Go for it. I Double love you all. <laughs> it is time now to go back into the pimp cup at 75 and 50 for Lucius Alexander. 
and L.A. Live. Yeah, I got about five years, and Bobby's going to be straight edge on us. Carry around that coin, you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. yes. He's going to be that guy. He's going to have uh, a sponsor. Uh, he's going to be doing that prayer, if they do it at the prayer situation. Yeah. He's going to start having a lot of deep conversations yeah. with random people. Yeah. Tell us about his friend Bill W. Yeah. He's going to be in a dark room for four days. Uh, I've got headlines for you, boys. We're going to try to find out what's going on at the zoos. Oh, my God. Come on. What? Another one. Well, all right, you squares. Fire up this funk and let's have a toe. That's weed. It'll make you dance to some of everything. Okay. 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 I hope you're enjoying your day down there, fellas. Yeah, we are. We've been good. We are. We LA Live for February 8th, 2023. What is this, a Wednesdays? Correct. Yep. A butt naked Wednesday. Shout out to Erica Badu. This is her hometown. Oh, yes, sir. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, she came up with that phrase, making fun of too many parties for no reason. They just do anything oh. now. It's a butt naked Wednesday, and then the uh, club's packed. Uh, and then she went butt naked at uh, the JFK. One hundred percent, right? That was the rollout. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see here. Question for the Tolos. Right after Rip, I asked this on Facebook. If you follow me, Lucius Alexandra on Facebook. What should every person experience at least once in their life? What should every person experience at least once in their life? Sports championship. Ooh. For their favorite team. Okay, got that right there at the bottom and, of the list. A Super Bowl winning team. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Okay, what else, guys? Sex. Okay, yes, that was there, <laughs> and people were deleting that answer for some reason. Yeah, well, I mean, I think that that's the first thing most people thought of, and you're lying to yourself. It you is. Didn't. No, I guarantee. Did we all think of that first? Yep. Brought us, admit it. I would say good sex. Okay. Yeah. Not that, just hey, regular sex. Fair. Yeah, that, there you go. Yeah. Just always put a better picture on it. <laughs> I would say, like, uh, you know, some good, uh, some good spirituality, one way or another. You know, I'm not going to choose your brand, but if you get in there and you get in that flow with God, yeah. I'd say if you don't experience that, I'd, I'd say you're missing out. Ayahuasca, Co-sign. I don't want to judge. Yes, I, maybe ayahuasca yeah. can take you there. Yeah. Also, don't want to judge, but being a parent changes your life. Can I get an amen? Oh, oh amen, yes. my friend. Yes, yes, sir. I'm willing to do that one day. Yeah, it's it good. takes sex, which you haven't had. So. Hey, I'm a virgin. <laughs> Sean <laughs> called it out earlier. Oh, you. Oh, you brought it up. I'm sorry. I, Born I, again. I, oh, you. No, Sean brought it up, but now everyone knows, and I'm trying to look to break that this week. He's trying to watch. What should every person experience in this world? A healthy adult love life. There you go. Uh, yeah, every exactly. person yeah. should experience rock bottom. Ooh. Yeah. Been there, so you can bring yourself back up. So here we go. The next one is going broke and starting over from zero. Every person should experience this, Tolo said. Seems yeah. like I did that every two weeks in my 20s. How about it? <laughs> Same here, bro. It, bro. Uh, running a marathon. Five of them in my Disagree life. Disagree on that one. Is it worth it? it, it did the feeling of it, yes. Absolutely, yes. Right. Is that a top five broadest feeling? Uh, yes. Top okay. five broadest feeling. <laughs> I think we should all what do our top fives it, on this. What did you think he was going to say, Lucian? I didn't know. <laughs> number seven. <laughs> I know it's number seven for me. I do think everybody should experience, uh, uh, and we've, I believe, talked about this before when it comes to great feelings, but uh, consuming fajitas. 
uh, oh, at the yeah. restaurant. Oh, you see the geez. sizzle come out. Yes. Like, if, you if you're, smell if you're, it and you hear it. Yes, yes dude. Yes. Like, don't Sam, what? Where, where you where you been all day? <laughs> I've been I've been I've been eating my coffee. DJ brought it. Now I'm back, baby. <laughs> yeah, that's mine right there. The sizzling plate. Yeah, no oh, doubt. Good feeling. What should, smell it. Mm. What should every person experience at least once in their life? Uh, serving in the military. Lucius, you're way hell tougher than me for that, bro. Do you agree with that, Lucius? I should. It was fun. It was hilarious. It was great. It was the, the greatest <laughs> moment in the world. You're a hell of a lot tougher. I was getting ready to say I should. So it don't. Yeah, I should. That's what I was getting ready to say. It sounded like I was getting ready to curse. I almost dumped myself too, by the way. <laughs> would you make it a law? Would you make it a law if you could that everybody at 18 has to go do it uh, like four years, something like uh, some countries? I don't know if I would make it a law. I don't know if I would make it a law. I want you to actually want to do this. Yeah, yeah. I Makes would make it, it a, a hell of incentives though for you to want to go that yeah. way. Yeah. Uh, yeah, my, you know, it's the same thing with doing the dishes at my house. My wife doesn't make it a law, but she brings great incentives if I decide to go ahead and dip in those waters, you know? Like, she come, it, it, she highly recommends doing it, but she doesn't make it a law. Yeah. My old lady calls it her kitchen when I'm in there. Get out of my kitchen. Get out of my kitchen. Until those dirty dishes. Then it's, I don't get any help in the kitchen. I don't get any help in the kitchen. Dude, yes. When my wife is cooking, it's like I can't be anywhere around her. Like she thinks I'm going to try and mess with, throw some more seasonings on. Like uh, I'm not here to mess around. You you haven't done that before? No, no. I trust her. That's how mine is when she starts cleaning. I'm like, hey. I'm going to go play video games. Nice. Yeah, good for you, Don't bro. bother me. I won't yeah. bother you. Yeah, Dawson just puts his legs up when she's vacuuming. <laughs> you're doing a great job. Vacuum, vacuum. <laughs> it, honey. Superb job you're doing. Uh, what should every person experience at least once in their life? Uh, Tolo says a good-ass whooping. Ooh, okay. Yeah, that's, okay. Uh, Psychedelics. Yes. Right. Working yeah, fast food good. or working as a wait staff. I'm with you there. Yep. yep. There are people that are rude to customer service. How about it? Yeah. Having a car that is a clunker. Oh, had many. My first car. With Tons. The, with, the, with the window that sounds like the. <laughs> What's your number one clunker that you've had? Oh, that was an amazing car. Ford Escort. Can you beat it? Mm. Uh, I think only a few models I had a, del- a Delta 88. Geo like, Prism? Yeah. Delta 88 weighed about seven. Geo Prism is in the same crazy. category. It was pretty rough. I would have accepted Pinto as well. Mm. Pinto. Ooh, yeah. the Gremlin was bad, too. I had a Chevy S10 I always had to fix. The exhaust manifold we had to fix on it. What was the sound, Lucius? <laughs> 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 you were wheezing down the highway. <laughs> Get that car awesome. a damn puffer. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Inhaler. Uh, as the car. <laughs> uh, there's a whole lot. People said you should try Molly. Uh, travel outside of the U.S. Being single yeah. in Vegas. Adversity, my uncle said. A man needs some adversity to become a man. And, uh, Not too much of that. A, well, a well-deserved <laughs> paycheck. Yeah. All right. There, let, me some, let me get some vibes going over here real quick. Man needs a little variety in his life as uh, well. Who are you telling? All right, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Damn, is you again? <laughs> uh, G, back of the day. We do it every day on the fan at 2.30. If you see anything out there on the social medias, hit me up at Lucky Lucius P. You guys have been doing a great job of that. You keep me in the bathroom about three hours in the morning. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, let's see what we got here. Oh. The customers were spot on when describing their car noises. Here we go. Yeah, we got a mechanic recording the car noises that people described, and they were spot on. Check this out. Customer states, my vehicle sounds like an elephant. Yep. Got it. Customer states, their vehicle sounds like a dolphin when turning. 
<laughs> Customer states, it sounds like a husky under the hood. Husky though. So I got this car, and whenever I roll the driver window down, it sounds like somebody screaming. <laughs> their vehicle sounds like Ric Flair. Hilarious. <laughs> Hilarious. Customer states, truck sounds like a snare drum. Oh my gosh. I it's got to be a diesel, so right? I'm so nervous, bro. I don't know. Diesel with regular fuel in it? Yeah. Maybe, uh, yeah. Right, that diesel. So nervous. Oh. I wonder if mechanics out there can diagnose that just by, oh, yeah, the dolphin, I know what it is. Bring it in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure yeah. mechanics just by the ear, they can hear what it's going on. Just like a street man can say, I can eyeball that. I can see exactly what it is. <laughs> I see what you got. Hey, right here, the window rolling down, this is how the date ends, bro. I'm telling you. Customers. Oh, hold on. Man. So I got this car, and whenever I roll the driver window down, it sounds like somebody's screaming. <laughs> as soon as she rolled the window down, it's so what was that? <laughs> what was that? It was all the souls of all the ladies I had here before. Yes. Uh, That's haunted. Uh, headlines right here for you boys, man. I don't know what's going on at the zoos, but there were oh, 12, yeah. 12 monkeys stolen at the Louisiana Zoo. A uh, zoo in Louisiana. Is that the name of a movie? 12, 12 monkeys? Yeah, yeah, Brad Pitt. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 12 monkeys stolen at a zoo in Louisiana. They found the guy, but still can't find the monkeys. Jeez. What are they doing with them? I don't know. Is this PETA work? Is this exotic animal trade work? Who the hell knows, bro? It's Louisiana, man. uh, Must be big money to get some of these rare monkeys. They look amazing. Yeah. The Houston Zoo. Someone cut into the pelican uh, exhibit, exposure, whatever you want to call it, and try to get the pelicans out. Oh, my Today. It's a big problem, you know, talking with uh, actual veterinarian professionals. They'll tell you these PETA people, they think they're helping the animals, but these animals are not equipped to survive. It's cruel. You're dooming them to death by starvation if you let them out of their enclosures. I don't know who's doing this, bro, but whoever's doing it, y'all got to relax a little bit. Now, listen to this. This is a zoo director. Zoo director killed four rare pygmy goats and served them at a party. Is that a thing? Are, are, are we eating goats? People are eating goats? Yeah, yeah goats is up right yeah, now. Goat. Yeah, yeah, goats yeah. is up. People yeah. are eating the hell out of goats right now. Does yeah. it go crazy? Are we all in on this? Have it's we good. all tried goat? I have tried goat good. curry. It's yes. not bad, yeah. yeah it's good, good. Uh, a holiday party at a Mexican zoo took a morbid twist when the director <laughs> allegedly killed four of the facility's pygmy goats and served them as food to guests. Oh, my gosh. Uh, the director engaged in a selling and trading of animals as well. Even sold a zebra or a zebra, excuse me, hmm. for tools. Maybe it's how it ended up in Fuel City back in the day. I don't know what's yeah, going on out here. That's that's tough. That zoo business, you know. You think these are copycat things? I think so. You think we copycat, leave, Co- copycat zoo problems? Hey, you guys taking a uh, Uber? Took a lift last night. Took a lift, Uber. Uber? Yeah, Sorry, yeah, yeah. ride share. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we've got them. We've got them. You had like any weird them. cats yet? A guy that didn't want to talk last night. Oh, well, yeah. You, yeah. I like those guys. What are you talking about? Yeah. He was just, like, <laughs> unfriendly awkward. Uh, this was on the ride home when uh, we're uh, hammered and chatty, you know? Oh, he didn't want to hop. Yeah, y'all was getting on his nerves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, he was ticked. Uh-huh. Sam Munson was pretty weird, our pro football focus guest from yesterday. Well, that was Brian. He, he hates him. me. Okay. I didn't. Yeah. Well. Yeah.
Maybe for good reason, actually. Yeah. Uh, this Not brother, wrong. This Not man wrong. right here. This man right here. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Uh, this man right here uh, jumped into a weird Uber. I've been seeing a lot of people talking about the, the ride shares, like the guy would stink, or oh, uh, yeah, or maybe geez. talking too oh, much, too nosy, that type of thing. Yeah. But this isn't that. This isn't that. I've seen that this morning. But this right here is just a. He just got into the the wrong Uber, I guess. I don't have a driver's license, but I've never been in an accident. So what? what? Well, like you never had one, or you just didn't renew it, or I. <laughs> How did Uber allow you to sign up? Well, you work for Uber, right? Guys, can you keep it down? I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> oh no. Okay, yeah, that'd be terrifying. Yeah, yeah, be careful, man, with those Ubers. Be careful. Yeah. And My mom was an Uber driver once. It was it was weird. I was always worried about her. You should. You should. People Did you ever weird call a ride and she came and picked you up? No. No. This is this was like three years ago. <laughs> oh. Yeah. She'd be working late night, like picking up drunks. And my mom loves to talk with people. She has all kinds of crazy stories about it. I'm like, Mom, I don't, I don't know if I feel good about you being out there like yeah, that. Yeah, I wouldn't either. Unless you got that thing on her. <laughs> right? I, I don't think so. And AMC so. will now charge you more to sit in the middle of the movie theater. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think this is ridiculous. They can bleep off. Seats in I the middle. I don't want to sit in the middle. Well, okay. I don't want to have to get up and walk through all those people. Okay, well, you can I want the end. You can sit in the very, very front for cheap, in fact. Oh, well, it's like oh, the, that middle. How high up you okay. want to go. Yeah. Okay, okay. We're going to charge. Of, yes. Yeah. That makes sense. Like, yeah, sitting up front, that should be cheap. I mean, you're already charging 15 bucks a ticket. But sitting in the middle is going to be more expensive. The better seats in the, in the movie theater will be, now be more expensive, and the cheaper ones will, I mean, well, the worse ones will be, now be cheaper. So, like, like you, sense. they could be, like, four people in a movie theater, and you're going to know there's this one man sitting in the very front, and he got the cheap seats for no reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense, though. That'd I mean, that'd pay you I'm to, to sit, pay for it. Yeah, that'd pay you to sit down well, there. It, it just becomes difficult because now, if you're going on a date to the movies, you know the girl's gonna get all judgy when she sees that you're sitting up in the corner. Yeah, or it's just yeah. another yeah. layer. Yeah, like uh, they're crushing. No, us, you're man. gonna sit in the middle, and she can sit down. Front. Can't ever freaking win out <laughs> here in these streets. Uh, hey, uh, Beth, your seat's way down there in the front. <laughs> I got two separate seats. I can see Broadus going out with a Beth. Absolutely. Is that a crazy name? <laughs> it's just an older name. No, Beth I think. is. Oh, yeah. Beth is an older name. You're Beth right. was actually the crazy girl from Four Year Old Virgin. Her name was Beth. All makes sense now. Mm. All right, that's oh. my time, folks. I love you guys. Thank you, Lucius. Thank you, Lucius. LA Live every night about five forty here in the Jeep Bag Nation. Uh, are you up for giving Kyrie what he is looking for? Let's talk about that as we hit hour number five of the Jeep Bag Nation live on Radio Row. Coverage brought to you by Rally House, your home for officially licensed NFL gear. Your city, your house, Rally House. And Window Nation, buy two windows, get two free at windownation.com. We're back with a good Kyrie conversation for you here on The Fan. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? 
Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.